What's up, Jerry? Today is Monday, July 26th, 2021. Um, so it's been a while. I think the last one was, yeah, June 16th. So over a month of summer shenanigans. Where do I start? Um... Well, camp was the main thing. That was two weeks from late July, or wait, no, late June. I think I left the 27th and came back July 10th. So that was two weeks. I had an LIT, leader in training. Um, almost couldn't go because I signed up for the counselor in training accidentally. And thankfully they were nice enough to switch me over last minute. Um with a couple friends from school, and, you know, I'm just gonna wait on talking about camp until the stuff afterwards is done, because I'm gonna need a minute to refresh my mind, but it was a very impactful experience, um, and just really left a mark on me, showed me what real joy can feel like, not to be dramatic, but it's the First time I've felt truly happy, I'd say, in over a year. Um, so coming back after that, just seeing this stale town again and being reminded of, you know, everything I want so badly to have in life, but just can't because of the constructs of our society. I'm being vague. That doesn't mean anything. But everything's just been pissing me off now. And I got into one of the worst depressive states I'd say I've ever been in. Um, Just totally recluded myself for like a week and a half to two weeks almost. Um, I don't know. Everything was just collapsing it felt like nothing really different but I think just being reminded once again of uh, this shitty suburb and this house how sterile it all is um just kind of drove me over the edge and the AC was broken is still broken but it's been broken since I came back upstairs of course this is the summer we're having like 95 degree days and like 85 degree nights or something um like it's been in the 90s some nights at like two in the morning fucking miserable so at first you know i was trying to get all the shitty fans i could um there were some from goodwill i bought two from two different goodwills that were the same model And they're both broken in the same way. Like, the little turning wheel just, like, won't turn on and do anything. And I should have tested it before I bought them. But what are you going to do? And just the weather has been miserable. Just all stale and, like, cloudy. Not clouds. Like, smoke from the wildfires and the fucking dog food factories 
and everything around here just going from those crystal clear starry night skies and like stargazing with everyone to um just being alone in your room and then you go on the roof to have a good time but you choke on the smoke you're inhaling and everything's just gray I don't know it's just miserable and I was going through a lot of like philo philosophical um just like what's the point of all of it there were a bunch of channels I was watching um Exerbia or Exerb 1A um that I was watching just to make me feel like shit but I just started getting so analytical in the way I viewed everything and you know is it really gonna matter if I go spend the day with this person um do I really want to go out at like midnight and drive these people around go like downtown on the highway if there's a possibility I'm going to hurt other people. And, you know, because the only thing I can think of that I'd actually care about is harming someone else at that point, and that's not in, like, a suicidal way. But, you know, just that feeling of guilt I don't think I could live with. Um... And there was, I mean, I say this because I was on the highway driving people and um, it all happened so fast that it just like kind of zoned me out, but um, there was just someone and I was trying to cut into them and I mean, long story short, they started speeding up. It was all their fault and they acknowledged that afterwards, like first they were like, oh my God, this is why we shouldn't get in the car with Garrett, he's such a fucking awful driver, but there wasn't much I could do, and he was being intentionally assholey, the other guy in the car, um, and nothing happened, we just went really close to him, probably like two inches away, and I could hear the just whoosh of driving past him, because the windows were down, it was so loud, and it just filled the entire car, just this, like, the squeaking of the tires and all of it, um, yeah, not much else to say, but those types of things, and those road accidents specifically, it seems like that's been happening in a while, whether I'm either on the road or, you know, being a pedestrian, biker, whatever, um, I don't know. I don't want to live in America anymore and have to commute to work and risk that type of stuff every day. Because maybe it's silly, but I just have a gut feeling like if something bad, car crash was going to happen to anyone, it would happen to me by the amount of times it's almost happened. Um, and with my eyesight and how it feels like it's failing, um, I had this paranoia that week and a half that I was going blind and I had some 
um, terrible genetic disease that was just ripping me of vision, um, and I got really sick, I don't know how I forgot about that, um, I was, like, horribly sick, um, in the most pain I've ever been in, really, and, like, I had a hernia, you know, I know when shit doesn't feel good, but, um, yeah, it was just miserable, um, I I was throwing up all the time, I couldn't hold anything down, um, I felt so weak and pale, I would look at myself in the mirror, and I was just ghostly, and to this day, I have no idea what happened, um, it felt like just a cold at first, or strep, it, like, strep symptoms started a couple days before I left camp, when I would wake up in my sleeping bag, and I would just, yeah, my mouth would be completely dry, and just this constant sharp pains in my throats and my tonsils, um, we were talking about getting my tonsils out a while ago, and I really fucking wish we did then, because it seems like every time I get sick, which is like every year, they're like, doctor's like, yeah, we're seriously considering it, so just let us know if you want to go through with this, and then we never have, and I'm always miserable the next year. Um, so yeah, that fucking sucked. It was like, it was like four different sicknesses and just one after the other that kept stacking. Um, cause I was also paranoid I was going to get Giardia before I came back and I looked up the symptoms and it wasn't, it didn't exactly match, but I mean, all those like river diseases, um, there were dozens of them that they had on this list of, like, watch for these symptoms, and it had to have been one of them, um, because there were points where I felt like I wasn't drinking, um, purified water, we went on a backpacking trip and had to, like, sanitize water, I'll talk about that later, um, but whatever it was, it caused vomiting, and it caused this just, like, hollowness, and this pain, this painful ache, I mean, I would get out of bed, and my feet would be asleep, like that nerve, um, tingly feeling that used to be kind of fun, like, oh, I can't even walk, but it was so debilitatingly, like, loud, it felt like, because there was also this ringing in my ears, that would happen, but any time I moved any bone in my body, um, it would just, like, clench, and I could feel my muscles just spasming, and my skin, like, writhing, um, and it was just fucking awful, so I was just bed-bound for multiple days, um, and when I wasn't bed-bound, I was just throwing up, and that's just such a miserable feeling, having the bathroom smell like vomit, your room smell like vomit, uncontrollably so. Um, and I, yeah, I just had this feeling that 
I mean, the vomiting specifically was, you know, my cause. I brought this on to myself by the amount I, um, I mean, by the amount I've induced it. I don't know why I don't talk about it in scientific terms, but like, But it was never that violent and, like, hot. Um, never stung the way it did with this. Um, you know, before it's, like, a dull ache, this was, like, literal hell. It felt like I... It was just fucking miserable, and it felt like my body was burning and boiling itself over. Um... And then would just chill itself. And, I mean, sleeping, you know, in that type of weather with, like, 80-degree nights, um, I don't know, I started getting really scared about my um, recovery, not to say, not to mention that, like, it was just miserable, and so uncomfortable to be covered in sweat all the time. So I started sleeping in the basement and just figuring out different places I could put the air mattress just to get a different view. Like, I would just, I had my little computer set up and I was playing EU4 like almost all day, every day, not just that early games too, but I would just not move out of that bed, and the, you know, the depressive cloud that always comes and seems to surround everywhere I go eventually, um, just came so fast, just came rushing in, and I'm laying there and noticing every, um, you know, every detail on the ceiling, how the pipes came and every little piece of paint that was peeling off and I could trace them with my finger and then recreate that exact shape. Um, and eventually, you know, I'd be looking at this um, weirdly shaped hole as I was thinking about the fact that I'm going to die eventually and that everyone I love is going to die and that that process is happening right now and I'm just sitting here boiling over watching like TikToks and videos of people doing incredible things and I'm just I'm just sitting here dying basically it's the mindset I had and then um eventually I just couldn't bear to look at that patch of paint anymore and I would have to move on um also just finding colder areas like I found that the storage room is the coldest, but it's also, you know, the place I flooded before, so it smells pretty rank, and a lot of bugs, just not a pleasant place to be, um, so I'm still, I don't know where I'll sleep tonight, I don't really care, um, just the couch would work. And I, I say that like I'm homeless. Like, I have plenty of beds to go in, and I'm just being dramatic. I know that. 
I need to practice a bit of gratitude. Um, I would have had more to say on the being sad part if I recorded this while being sad. Um, I didn't want to because I was feeling too sad to record anything. And also just physically couldn't talk for a lot of it. But yeah, thankfully, over most of the sickness now, there's still a faint ache. Um, I went to the gym with a friend a couple days ago, and that was probably a bad idea because it felt like that night. Um, I mean, I felt sore, but not in a good way. Like I just clearly wasn't ready to do that type of stuff again. But we're getting there, and now I have the mindset that, um, you know, it felt like before I wasn't progressing at all, but coming out of this, it's like, well, you know, you don't need to put in any work. Your body is making you progress and improve yourself, I guess, um, as you're thinking, so... Don't stress about it too much. Things are getting tangibly better, and life is looking up. So that's how I've been feeling the past couple of days. Um, I was working. Well, I couldn't get any shifts um, for the like week after I came back. Um, eventually, just had to call Tyler and be like, "Hey, you can schedule me. Like, I'm back." Um, Cause he, I don't know, I guess he still thinks he can't schedule me regularly. Might have been something I put on my application. Um, but I think I've done like four events. Um, one funeral, the rest weddings. The funeral was fucking awkward. And as much as I don't want to be picky with the jobs I get, I'm going to have to tell him, like, I ugh, I really can't do this unless I get better, at least, at um, waiting. Like, I was trying to pour water for everyone out there, and I didn't have any major skills, thank God. I did for the weddings, but everyone was drunk. They didn't care. Um, but to mess up like that at a funeral when everyone is just silent, um, and everything's gray to spill someone's water. Like, ooh. It's also just awkward um, not being able to, like, make small talk with the people you um, are serving. It's just like, how do you handle that? And starting conversations was so awkward to just like ask for orders because you can tell these people are obviously grieving they don't want to deal with me and I just felt like such a nuisance um and I have at the weddings too but I mean okay last night we were doing the biggest wedding we've ever done it was like 160 people or something um a lot of tables, like the room we had was packed and we 
had taken down the dividing pit. Um, and this one lady, I think she was the groom's mom, could have been the bride's, but she came at like 2 p.m. when everyone was showing up and just started lecturing us all over the tiniest things and our conduct. I was tying my shoe, like pulled out a chair from the table and I guess had my butt turned to her. I hadn't even seen her before that and it was literally me and one other guy setting up the room. And she's like, that's not very good conduct of you to be, um, (laughs) I don't remember how she said it, but she's like, that's not very appropriate in a formal setting such as this. Um, and then started getting more like jokey later, but just in a, such a passive aggressive way. Um, Yeah, and she spent the whole night doing that. Like, there were, like, six of us waiting. And every single one of us would have a story about how she lectured them over the tiniest things. Like, because she was clearly clueless, too, on how you actually set this stuff up and run a job of this scale. Like, oh, sorry, I stepped on this chair when I was tying my shoe. But we wipe them down with Clorox before anyone sits on them and also this is outdoors and it's like a fucking plastic foldable chair like I don't know what you expect um she she was just there ruining the whole thing and saying the plants were different oh no these aren't supposed to be turned like this we want them all straight she always said we the bride and groom weren't even there yet and I had to be like no they said it want it curved in this way and it's this amount of seats so we're doing these rows and we're curving them each at like a 10 degree angle so we can seat everyone and uh, it's just fucking insufferable um other than her i didn't let her ruin my whole night thankfully because there were some really sweet people there um this one girl that looked to be about my age maybe like one year old or like 17 18 um was so encouraging she'd seen me (laughs) spill my water um almost like half a pitcher on someone's leg and that I couldn't find him afterwards I felt really bad I was gonna apologize but um I don't know someone was like oh my god get a towel and I was just like oh coming up um yeah, this girl had seen that, and she's like, oh, sweetie, are you nervous? You don't have a reason to be nervous. You're doing great, because she could tell it was my first... Well, I said it was my first time, like, pouring waters and all that. I think I'm just figuring out excuses to say I'm still bad at my job and still not coordinated, but we started talking about colleges and... Like that, because she came to me afterwards, and I was just sitting on the wall. We talked for like 20 minutes about just how our lives are going and what she wanted to do um, when she was out of school. She said, like, yeah, I'd really love to travel Europe and go backpacking. I was like, oh my god, that sounds like fun. And she gave me her snap, and... I don't know, part of me feels like 
maybe that's inappropriate conduct in a workplace to get your customer's snap. I guess she's not my customer. She's just a gash. But, I mean, I don't know. I haven't added her back. Thinking about it, though. Because she was very cute. I think I might have just formed a crush. And also, with a couple of the wait staffers, because there were two new ones, or at least I hadn't seen them before. Um, one of them we all nicknamed Liam, Racer and I, nicknamed Bella Porch, because she looked like Bella Porch. And then one of them, um, they called her Emma Watson. I didn't see the resemblance, but oh my god, she's just really pretty. How much else to say? Um, sorry, snack break. Yeah, she's just gorgeous, and it was all the normal feelings of a crush, like, trying to make sure I'm looking so sophisticated when I'm out there, and not messing anything up, not spilling the ice out of the icebox, or, um, you know, messing up with the cart, and of course, I did all of that when she was right behind me, just making a fool of myself, but... And I was also happy because she convinced me that I was straight again. I don't say that in, like, a hateful way, but... Or she convinced me that I'm, like, bi, but... Just, like... You know, I just think I like the idea of being bi a lot more than gay. From a societal standpoint. Um... Bella Porch is hot too, but she has a boyfriend, so she's like 20. Uh, Try to think of exciting work stories, and there's not a ton to say. Um, it's just been good vibes, though, generally. Um, in like June, in my first shifts, I was kind of worried because. There were some cool people and some who really ruined the energy. And I like the kitchen staff, but not the wait staff, other than Liam and Racer. Um, and Mason, who's apparently very cool, but I only met for like a couple hours. And he hasn't come back since, but... All the girls seem to have a crush on Mason. And Nolan, this, like, blonde kid who I found kind of annoying, but he's nice to me, so it's whatever. Um, Yeah, it just feels like such a community in a way that school doesn't anymore home doesn't anymore, but it's like I go there and I can always count on Franco to be doing the dishes and just having a great mood, Woo. 
last night we just had this like wet rag fight and it was the dumbest thing ever but we got like our mops out at 11 p.m and we're just taking around we took the trash out and we're like I don't even remember. It was just the conversations that made it special. And now I'm just hoping for more shifts. Because it seems like... He loves Liam, but he's never available. Always got baseball. And... I don't know how to get through to him. Like, yeah, you can put me in more shifts. Because he said he loves... He loves me. No, he appreciates my work ethic and can tell that I put effort into it in a way no one else there does. I don't even think I'm like showing people up that much, but... <laughs> like most of the wait staff there are pretty lazy so I guess I stand out to him it's like okay thanks for the praise but like just hire me more um, trying to think of what else what little things have happened where I talk about camp. I've gone thrifting like four times actually. Like probably 12 different stores. I think I've hit almost all of the Denver area, like North Denver area at least. Um, and I've got some kind of fun finds. I think I was discovering my style as I was going and there were some really cool things I took pictures of but didn't actually get on my first run and then I looked back at them and I'm like oh my god I can appreciate this now that I've been seeing like beat up flannels and dumb Hawaiian dad shirts for like two weeks but I can actually like appreciate this shirt now this is so sick Oh my god, those were some fire shoes. Um, so I went back to the first place. And that was where I got like half my wardrobe right now. There were some shoes that I thought looked really dumb at first. I think I just like went insane over these couple of weeks. But there were like these brown... I don't know how to describe the pattern, but it was almost like Russian, like this Slavic type lacing on them. Um, and they were like these, they were like Converse basically, like mid-rise. Um, Mid-top, low, t- I don't know, fuck. Um, they were just cool, and they looked like Christmas shoes, so I'm gonna wear them at Christmas. Um, long ways away, but they're, like, they're fall shoes, too. I could rock them with, like, a red flannel. Um, and there were some other ones. They're 
little bit summery, summerier, some like brownish flannels with this like orange and like native inspired um, and not lacing. I don't know why I said like just pattern. I don't know. Shit. Um, just this like brown toned um, pair of Vans that I found for seven bucks. They fit perfectly. They're like beat up, but in such a nice way. They just, they just look cool. Um, I have this, this sick shirt that I found right before I went to camp. Um, it's like this black with white stripes and the white slowly gets to like yellow. That makes sense. Um, for literally two bucks has these like sick metal buttons. It kind of looks like Spanish. Um, and these like, yeah, like two chest pockets, which was just convenient. Um, and these like sick cuffings on the sleeves. It was a button up, but I would just wear like a, um, I found this like fender tee too, this like white and blue, um, which sounds like a shit combo looking back at it. And it is. Um, I didn't bring many clothes to camp, but it was cool. And, um, what else? (sighs) Yeah, I, I mean, I was in a pretty shit mood for the past couple of weeks so I haven't really done much and it's always when I'm in that place like nothing fucking matters I'm not going to care about this point of my life in a week or two and then it's like right now I'm looking back on it and it's like what a waste of time I could have improved myself in so many ways and I chose to just sit on my ass I guess I didn't choose I I mean it was a convenient time to be depressed, I guess, because I wasn't going to do anything either way. But I don't know. Today I've just felt effortlessly positive, and a lot of stuff happened. Um, two nights ago, um, I don't want to say names still but a close friend's grandpa died, and then um, my cousin's grandma died on the same day. And I should know at this point, like, how to deal with a friend's grief. And that's just such an awkward, touchy subject for me still. Um, I think I'm just figuring out there is no great way to do it, and... It's just always going to be awkward. That's how death tends to work. And, you know, what I'm providing might be... In my head, I'm paranoid that it's always too intrusive and they just want to be left alone. But I think back on when I was grieving and I'm like, damn, I'm doing so much of a better job than my friends were at the time. Um, Which isn't anything well it's kind of a knock against my friends they've been pissed me off too and that's part of the reason I felt 
the way I did the past couple weeks um, is they are really not supportive when you need them to be. But I don't know. Their focus is on themselves and their families right now and not on me. So, you know, it matters what I say, but it it doesn't really. Um, That had something to do with something. I don't know. Um, But today, I went... Well, last night, after the shift, I drove around. We were going to listen to Donda when it came out, um, and then it didn't. (laughs) It was this whole joke of, oh, what if it drops, you know, what if it's dropping Pacific time instead of mountain? What if it's going to be Alaska time? What if it's Hawaii Aleutian? Um, And Kanye just didn't drop, which was honestly fine. I don't particularly care for Kanye, but they were pretty upset because we were all gonna drive around for like an hour um after work and just have a listening party um but we did that anyways and it was just such good vibes um I always whenever I have a good conversation I never remember what it's about but I just remember it being so positive and just really connecting with um I mean, people I only started working with, like, a week ago, really. Um, You'd never think you'd be this close to them and know these types of things about them until you do. And same way I felt about camp. Um, And just, like, we were all taking turns, cueing songs. um, And then just, like, genuinely enjoying my music taste when I was... I mean, I was not playing hype, you know, modern rap music for them. I was being kind of pretentious, looking back on it, but it was a good time. Um, we were out till like four in the morning, so I I woke up at like one and drove um, over to Reese's house in Brighton and that drive, I don't know, Brighton just has a, an interesting vibe, it's just a farm town, nothing special, but it just feels like it has character compared to Thornton, and I, I can't say what we did today either, we played ping pong, um, I threw a fit because I was losing. I said, oh my god, my glasses are broken. Because they are. Um, (laughs) My glasses got ran over last weekend in Boulder. We went... We've met up with the people from camp a couple times. But um, Liam, Evan, and I got... um, was I trying to say we met up with them at Pearl Street um oh my god I'm sorry 
brain short circuiting. Uh, we met up at Pearl Street Saturday. There was this festival called Creek Fest, and we, you know, shopped for a bit there. I got some uh, sick jewelry at this one shop, and then went down to the actual festival, which um, you had to pay for music and most stuff. But there was this lady giving out free kiwis, and we got um, <laughs> we got so many of them. Uh, one girl had a tote bag that we filled with like 20 of them and she was like yeah that's fine as long as you're gonna eat all of them um they came with these little like spoons and knives but we were just eating them whole I didn't realize you could eat kiwi skin until then but we yeah we would just eat the whole thing um and let the juices flow out on each other it was actually really fucking gross we would get like it was like middle school. We were in this falafel shop, and we would just get all the sauces and dip them in there, and <laughs> just fucking eat it all. Um, Creek Fest was kind of boring, though. Got got some rings at another shop. A lot of jewelry for a decent price. I think I only spent like forty bucks on like two pretty quality rings and um this like one friendship bracelet that was just one buck but I love it I wear it all the time and it matches my like brown pattern shoes um and two other necklaces that one of them broke they're both pretty shit quality and maybe weren't the smartest choices but I don't know they're still cool enough um what else did I Oh, and I got a bandana. Um, it was like this Andy Warhol type one for a buck. Um, that looked cool when it was hung and looks a lot less cool when it's on your head and all folded up and you can't actually see what it is. Um, there was music there too. It was kind of shit. Like, I don't know, just fake hipster stuff. And I shouldn't say fake hipster when it's bolder. Like, that is the definition of hipster. But, um... Yeah, it wasn't much really worth seeing there. I've been I've been thinking about bolder. Because... I mean, partially because I've went there, like... Three times since I got back from camp. Um, so I've just been there a lot. And seen the college campus in one of those visits um and I don't know I used to feel like CU was just this magical haven and I was gonna find myself in Boulder and it's I mean it's I guess it's different from here isn't it's actually a nicely designed city with decent um shopping areas and things to do but I don't know. Everyone there feels kind of fake. Um, I think I'm just realizing I don't like Colorado or the like the the metro area. I got a new appreciation from for the Rockies, backpacking there and all that, and at the same time realizing the actual places to live here if I want a decent paying job are not great and the people here are pretty shit 
So just feeling lost as to where to go with my life after high school. But I'm sure things will work out. <laughs> what was I talking about? Um, yeah, when we were at... That was like a tangent inside a tangent. Okay. Um, Creek Fest. We were uh, walking in the Pearl Street Mall and running, actually. Um, it was like two seconds till the like the sign said no and the cars were going to start and my glasses fell out. And I decided to run for them. I almost got, like, my hand. I didn't almost get my hand right over. It was, like, two feet away. But um, I I could see my glasses right there. And everyone was just, like, I think four cars ran over them. Um, And eventually I just stepped away. It's like, fuck it. They've already been trampled. Standing in the middle of the road isn't going to do much. Um, And we were just all watching, cheering as they got forced into the middle of the lane and then oh this car's changing lanes in an intersection for some reason and just like smashing them into the ground and I thought they would be so unwearable I get them and they're obviously kind of beaten up um the left lens is like completely scratched up um but thankfully I don't see out of that eye I'm basically blind in it so I didn't notice much. Um, the arms were a bit loose too and a little bit bent, but if I'm sitting, not actually moving, it's wearable. Um, and then just a couple of days ago, they were just on my bed and I sat on them and I crushed them so much more than four fucking cars did. I completely broke one of the arms off. The other one is just bent out of shape irreparably so I'm going to be kind of blind for the next few days um, which I got used to in camp I just didn't wear my glasses much there but it can be tough to find glasses before our cruise and mention that um, we're going to be going to Seattle for a few days and then going on and Alaskan cruise for a week um, that was going to stop in Canada, which got me excited, um, and it won't because COVID, but the cities we're stopping in, in Alaska, like, I was talking about how pretty I think Juneau and Ketchikan and all those are, um, and I was planning on setting my novel there, um, I forgot I was planning on writing a novel. That hasn't really gone to plan. Music's been going good. I'll talk about that later. Um, But they're just gorgeous. And I'm just so hyped to be in that environment and just feel like mist and shit. It's so... It's not even sunny here. It's dry, but it's cloudy, and it's just so miserable. And... Maybe I'm romanticizing Alaska or whatever. But from the times I've been to Juno <coughs> specifically. I've I've loved it. I mean my friend we're talking about because he has um family in Juno. 
that would give us a spot to stay visiting for like a few weeks um figuring out jobs we can get up there one summer and then the next is apparently if you want to work on like a fishing boat you have to actually have like there aren't like online reservations you actually have to go and visit there which would be fun anyway it's just like a trip to see the sites um and then the next summer either working on one of those boats there's like whale touring ones like you can do a lot of touristy stuff or doing like conservation stuff in the Tongass rainforest um so much to do up there and he was like yeah if you want to get a job up here like I could try to set us up and we could figure this out for after senior year um and he just told me about that today actually and that's just gotten me a new level of hype it's just been just so positive today and I've for no one specific reason but I've just felt everything start going to plan and realizing how much the people in my life truly care about me um and it's just a great feeling um Sorry, recording was about to end. Uh, after Brighton, drove me and a couple other guys, because Brighton is far as fuck, we carpooled. Um, and I was trying to get onto the highway, but there's this portion with, like, roundabouts, and then north of that, um, these, like, parallel roads along the highway that you think would connect, but never actually do. They're just, like, along this ledge. Um... I just got completely lost and we ended up going on these random country roads like dirt um super hilly you couldn't see where you're going um and there was one point where I was like jokingly turning the wheel and almost 180 us basically um it's so weird how many car things happen and how detached I am from it I guess that's just how cars work but we we were just blasting music and having a good time singing along um and it was like not classic rock but like you know grunge punk type stuff um i wish i could remember specifically all the songs but it was here comes your man by pixies um 1979 by smashing pumpkins i've realized is one of my favorite songs ever just such a blast and I played it on guitar afterwards and it's just like oh my god when you get to those bass notes in the bridge immaculate (laughs) um it's just so much fun realizing how much of a shared connection we all have to this um because you know at least in my house these were the songs that played at home and then you just forget about this type of stuff when rap comes out. And I'm all for, like, black music. But black people... I mean, not to stereotype, but that's kind of what modern music is. And it's good. There's a reason it's popular. But going back to the, like, you know, the older stuff that all our parents played and being able to sing along to it, um, just this connection that you forget about um 
So that was just pretty special. And I haven't done much since I got back. Just um, was sitting at home watching the Olympics and then it started to rain for the first time. It's the first time I've noticed in a couple weeks. And at first it was pretty light and I checked the weather app and it said, um, well, it said then that it was supposed to rain lately, but before it said like nothing at all. Because I've been checking every day just hoping for some rain. Um, and I got on the trampoline in the backyard and then it just started pouring um, in my new thrifted shirt too. Got that completely soaked. Um, but I was just laying there for like an hour just watching the the sky, I guess, pulse and... Um, tried to play music, um, you know, it was outside, so my phone was getting wet, I decided against that, but I really just laid there for like an hour and a half, I think, um, it was raining the whole time, just like thinking about life and figuring things out, um, and that was the moment that just completely changed my mindset from I don't know. I mean, I can talk about it all I want and I won't convey how I was feeling, but I was really, uh, I was truly the worst I've ever been and an asshole too. Like I was just having such an attitude about everything, um, not caring, but in the worst way possible. And I was just laying there thinking about how weird it is that people almost evolved with the sky that all of these things we take for granted, like crying, are connected intrinsically to the sky and like rain, you know, maybe I was thinking too deep about it, but all of these atoms um, just happen to coalesce in this way that we attach meaning to. And, you know, how these certain um, features of bone and muscle can change so much about how we view a person and I always thought about that in a negative way before but um today like the past couple days like a couple nights ago I was on PlayStation and my friend I saw had like changed his picture to um <laughs> one of me we were just at like a park in Vendite and I was probably high um, just like grinning into the camera with my jaw stick out as much as possible and just like getting that angle just as a joke of like how alpha I was and he he changed his name to sex icon which I thought was like kind of snarky a little bit rude at first I thought that was an insult until he was like bro is that actually your jaw shape and I was like yeah and he's like oh my god I was almost positive you edited that like that is so well defined in that picture um, and he, I don't know, he just, like, called me attractive after that, basically, like, I'm so shocked you don't get attention from the girls, um, which was, it was just so fucking flattering to hear. I'm realizing this with a couple of people, specifically, because I went to the gym with him, too, and, you know, even when I was sick, he was just complimenting me on stuff, 
And it's just so refreshing to realize that, um, you know, I'm changing and I'm realizing the ways I should treat people, but that they're dynamic too. And they're thinking about, um, you know, actually caring about what I think now. I had a I had a bit of a meltdown um, right before we left to camp in the group chat. And I'll, if I can find it, I'll just read it. Um, oh, it's in, wait. I, I was just so fucking pissed at um, everyone in that group for how I was being treated, and, you know, now I'm thinking maybe I shouldn't have, um, switched up that much, and I should actually stand for what I think about, and not just, like, I don't know, start liking them at the littlest things, um, oh my god, how far down is it? he was basically just calling me flaky for an hour because I didn't, I showed up fucking 10 minutes late to a hike like west of Boulder. Sorry, I got stuck in traffic is what I was trying to say. Like, I don't know what you want from me. Works for me. was you saying you would go. You didn't ever say that you weren't nor voice two complaints. Getting mad at me because he thought I committed to stuff I didn't. Um... And just making comments about me personally and how I, like, don't do shit. Um, I just said, I get where you're coming from with the hype, but how, with how judgy you are, a week after the fact, you're lucky I said anything at all. Sick and tired of being everyone's punching bag, because I swear to God, you guys spend the tiniest shit I do, and it's a massive sign of how incapable I am, and it gets old. I'm not a fucking flake because I show up, like, ten minutes late for a hike. Just like I'm not a bad driver for joking around at 4 a.m. once, like four months ago. Just means I don't give a fuck about ego and trust you guys not to hold that over me for months. Like, I get it's all jokes, but when you start looking for shit to make fun of me for, then don't get butt hurt. Then don't get butt hurt when I decide not to show up to stuff sometimes. If I started calling out some of the shit you guys do to the standard you hold me, I'd get called whiny, and it just sucks that I get shit on for having the decency to keep my mouth shut sometimes. I sent a screenshot of him... Oh, because he told me to, like, like, I called you, and, um, you know, this and that, we talked about this on the phone, and I just sent a screenshot and said, if you're petty enough to pull up screenshots, at least be honest with them. That doesn't mean anything without context, and it's not that intimidating looking back on it. I, you know, my standards for lashing out at people are admittedly pretty low, but... I was just pissed, and in the party, too, I think I definitely voiced that I want stuff to change, and I think some of them took that to heart in a real obvious way, um, in a kind of pandering almost, like, oh, let's, you know, be nice to Garrett, guys, when it's everyone in a group, um, but some of them, and I'm realizing that some of them is the people that have been nice to me all along and didn't need to change um, but I don't know, just treated me how I asked to be treated, and that's just a great feeling. Um, I feel like I sound like such a stoner right now, um, because, oh yeah, that's what happened. 
um, after I was in the rain, I, while I was in the rain, I got one of my lozenges and was just, um, the lozenge edibles, and was just sucking on that the whole time. Um, I didn't time it great, because my parents were up till, like, midnight, and they were like, you're acting kind of funny, and I just giggled, I was like, hey, yeah. I don't know why I sound, like, southern when I'm high, almost, or, like, like a mix of, like, black sense and just, like, your yeehaw southern, I, I don't know. I don't know what my accent is, and it always feels like I'm faking it when I'm around different people, like I'm changing every moment, um, and I guess I do, but I guess I do, I, none of my family's from the south, I don't know where the way I talk comes from, because I don't sound like Californian either, like New England or Minnesotan, Minnesota. What was I talking about? Oh my god. Um, yeah, I was just thinking about how bizarre it is that everything in the world's connected and, you know, how different a lot of stuff seems. I think the Olympics just kind of imprinted that onto me, um, which is cheesy and cliche, but like really seeing the world come together for such a global event and everyone just smiling cheering each other on um and you know all the stereotypes we've had about different people and all that there was this one gymnast specifically from Uzbekistan she's like 46 years old her name was like Oksana Chusinovica I don't know something like that um she was really she was really pretty first of all like definite milf um but i don't know i was just inspired like i i don't know what i was expecting but like 46 years old they made it out as such a monumentous thing and it is like they're right at that age um it it's incredible what she can do just the like sturdiness she had on the vault I guess um it was just crazy that's what this past week has been is just getting a niche appreciation for random sports and oh my god I fucking forgot until like after the opening ceremony that Colin is in the fucking Olympics from school like a year older than me and like, we were health partners this year, and I, I I vaguely knew, like, he was going to the Olympics, because he, you know, obviously he qualified last year before COVID. Um, I guess it was just so bizarre, because no one was talking about it at all, and I was like, if he's actually going to the Olympics, like, he would be getting so much more praise than this. Um, I think our school is just pretty shit. And I guess COVID didn't help. Um, people just weren't really supporting him at all. Um, and the times we were held, like I didn't, I didn't talk to him about it at all. He he mentioned like, yeah, I rock climb, and I I was just like, oh yeah, 
And, oh, yeah, he went to the fucking Olympic trials, and he's going to be, like, one of four people on the, like, the youngest one on the Olympic rock climbing team. I think it's a new sport this year, too, which is, um, I mean, hopefully that gives him an advantage, because it's, like, he's been doing this for his whole life, um, and a lot of people haven't. Um, but it... It's just fucking insane. Like, he's at the fucking Olympics right now. He's in that Olympic village getting... Just living it up. And I'm so proud of him. Like, so irrationally proud. Because I don't have any special connection to him. And I'm sure now that people from school are actually realizing what he's done. That they're all going to be... Like, yeah, I'm so proud of you. We're such good friends in, like, Insta DMs. And it's just funny because I was just thinking about doing that tonight. Like, saying, I'm so incredibly proud of what you've done. Um, I wish you the best of luck. Something like that. Um, It's just insane. Like, that's the fucking Olympics. That's so cool. And I think seeing the... Um, ceremony, and then I I was looking for him in the U.S. section, and I didn't see him in the NBC broadcast, but then later I saw someone I thought could be him, and it was like, oh my god, he is, you know, this is real, he's with fucking Simone Biles, Ledecky, (coughs) Simone Biles is insane too, I've realized, literally best gymnast of all time and it's sad that the olympics can't see that they literally score low because she does stuff other people can't do and it's deemed too dangerous like she's just pushing the sport to the extreme that's kind of the point and she's also really cute i've been crushing on a lot of girls recently which is kind of a change but what else yeah it's fucking insane go Colin go go USA and go everyone honestly the USA wins so many medals I've just found myself cheering for the the tiniest countries there's this couple from Lesotho we're the only two um, competing from their country. And they're just a husband and wife doing, like, relay marathons together or something. And I just thought, oh, my God, that's so adorable. I'm going to figure out how I can see them. Because the little countries don't get broadcast much in their sports. Um, but I don't know. It's just all so cool. And entertainment-wise, because also, um, nothing specifically with this, but my friend was like, yeah, let's just watch BoJack. You can come to my house and we can, um, watch the first couple seasons of BoJack and then maybe Avatar, if we have time, and just make that, like, a routine. Um, I was like, hmm, that sounds a bit fruity at first, because he was... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a separate topic, separate topic. 
Um, I know because I'm not sober. I'm going to forget shit. That's always how it feels. Like there's a block in my head and I'm fucking Patrick Star. Just at a loss for words all the time. Um, Not much else to say. It's fucking hot and miserable. But, you know, I'm seeking refuge in the storage room right now. But there will be better times. Um, The hottest, longest days of the year are over. And now it's only going to get colder and rainier. And I'm using that as a metaphor for just better, like, things are improving in life. Um, I got, oh shit, I got my P scores back today, and I was actually shocked. I got a five on um, AP World, AP World History, and a four on AP Lang, English Language and Composition. Um, and, And I don't know why I was shocked. Like, I felt, I felt like I did good when I was talking about them. Um, I think I've just, like, dumbed myself down over the summer and just completely, just completely forgot everything that's been in my head before. Um, someone just, oh, someone went to the bathroom, probably. Um. my god what was i saying yeah um and then i got a a special email from miss pierce um just saying i'm so proud of i'm so proud of you it was me specifically i'm sure she sent it to other people but she was like you've shown so much growth this year in your writing and you've always been a good writer and i'm just so proud that you're getting um that you're succeeding in this way, and at first it was like all that for a four, like I didn't do anything extraordinary, but the, I mean the breakdowns were posted for, I don't remember what it was for Lang, for world history it was like only 8% of people got a five, and then it was like 14 got a four, I I think there was one, one of the two where like 60% of people failed, um, I think I just forget how, I mean, how grateful I am, first of all, to go to the school I do, um, and just forget how high quality it is until you really compare it to the rest of America. Um, you know, Stargate gets a lot of shit, and rightly so. They, you go on the Wikipedia page, and it's all civil rights violations, and, um, volleyball coaches sexually harassing people and it's like yeah that doesn't give the best image um as far as academics go like i'm fucking blessed to go to a school that is free and has this level of you know a private school level of education and i can see why people left it's a social bubble, all that, but I think I'm realizing that I'm definitely making the smart choice long term 
um, sticking here and, you know, um, waiting out high school because when I get one year of college paid for in full, basically, I, you know, it'll pay off. Um, so yeah, stoked about those. The other, well, I don't know too many people that took Lang, like, our class was small, um, and also there were only three sophomores in the grade taking any period of AP Lang, um, me and this one other girl who I don't talk to in my class, um, and then a couple juniors who are seniors now, shit, um, I was gonna talk to and just didn't feel like it, but, um, what was my point? The people I asked how they did for World, um, three of us got fives, one of us got a four, and everyone else took it online, but said they felt pretty confident, so, it's like, shit, bro, we're like, we're doing it, and currently Cambridge needs five, five scores, but Oxford only needs three. And I was just thinking about Oxford. That's a place I want to go for school. Um, it's like, I already have two fives. A third one, I mean, in the next two years of school, probably going to... Probably going to take three this year. I signed up for four and maybe five. Um, and they all sent me invites to their Google Classroom, and it's like summer work that needs to be done a week before school for some reason, um, which I didn't think was legal, but it's like, yeah, it's due August 15th, um, which is during my vacation, too, shit, okay, I gotta figure that out, um, but they're not giving out schedules until, like, also a week before school, so, I either got to email them and ask for mine specifically earlier, or tell them, like, I, I was just planning on dropping two of these once I got my schedule, and then figuring it out from there. Like, I didn't want to take five APs. Can you, um, not make me do the summer work for all these? Because, ideally, I'd like to know what will work with my schedule before I do the work for all of them. Um, so I was just going to pick three, and then it's like, I need other credits to do that. I need to figure out when I can do Spanish and strength and all that. So, and a lot of them are only, like, one period of classes. Um, so, I don't know what I'm going to do with that, but I got to start working, because we're leaving on our cruise, our fucking cruise, that's so fucking exciting, last cruise I went on, I remember just, that was really the last time I felt joy before camp, it was just such a blast to be, just, I, I don't know, just, like, having everything provided for you, it's 
so it's so heinously um destructive to the environment and to the rights of third world workers and all that in ways i'm just realizing now um so you know my woke self and my oh my god this is so fun it's a cruise part of myself we're gonna be a bit at odds but I just remember having such a fun time last time over the dumbest, nerdiest things, too. The fucking trivia competition, and then, like, having a competition with my dad to see who can find the, like, employees from the most countries. And. And, I mean, the fucking food and entertainment, too. Like, this show, this ship's apparently, like, state of the art. It's gonna have a like water slide that goes over the side of the boat or whatever um and I don't know if it's one of the ones with I was just I was so giddy after realizing what we were doing I was researching like the biggest cruise ship ever it has the it has the um like drop slides the pressurized ones that you're in this canister and you just like drop through it and it's like I don't know why that would be on a cruise ship you can you know that just seems um hellishly capitalist like you can have that in the ground on a water park but oh my god is that fucking fun um so yeah excited to be part of the global elite for a week and excited to like just join the team club or something because i'm of age to do that now and also before, it was like, I'm I'm too shy, I don't really want to talk with anyone else. And it was just Laurel and I exploring the ship, getting, like, soft serve ice cream every hour. Which which was fun, and we had our own adventures. Um, and at that point, like, I went to the kids' center one day, and I realized, like, 10-year-olds just pissed me off. <laughs> um, and right now, 16-year-olds piss me off, too. But... I'm sure I can find some people I like there. And those types of environments where you're, you know, you're just there to have fun and enjoy yourself and detach from society too. I'm making all these metaphors to camp. I'm going to talk about that soon enough. Um, But where you're really detached from all the social stigma of your school life and you can just be honest with yourself and how you feel about shit is just so liberating and I cannot fucking wait and Alaska too like that's like yeah the Caribbean's fun and all um I don't know why I sound so cynical it is like genuinely very pretty there but Alaska just matches my spirit not to be dramatic but like the cold it's not going to be cold, it's August, but like, you know, you know, just the rainy, cooler weather is just perfect, and exactly what I need right now, and that is going to be so incredibly hype. Um, I've been talking for like over an hour and a half, Jesus. I'm going to probably get some more snacks, other than Cheez-Its, um... And then start talking about camp. Oh my god. 
I thought it'd be talking for like 20 minutes before I got to camp. So maybe I'll do that a separate day, but um yeah, gonna cook something, maybe get on PlayStation for a bit and I'll be up to like eight in the morning, if I'm being honest. I'll definitely have time. Um until then, peace out. Good night.